I'm Kelsey Ryder. I'm Natalia Raymond. And this is Angelinos in Training, a podcast for people curious about Los Angeles by people who live in Los Angeles. So whether you're moving here, new to the area, or just want to better understand LA, we're here to help you navigate the city of angels. And welcome back to Angelinos in Training, the podcast about Los Angeles. I'm Natalia, and we have Kelsey here, and this week we are doing a very special episode. This week is all about our favorite things in Los Angeles, uh, sharing some of our favorite places to visit, things to do, just all kinds of recommendations in the spirit of looking forward to the world that will be waiting for us at the end of the pandemic. Post-vaccine. Post-vaccine. Post-vaccine world. (laughs) A brave, new, happy world. So in this episode today, I have a list of questions to ask Kelsey about a bunch of her favorite things in Los Angeles. She has no idea what's on the list. No idea. I will ask her these questions and she will share with me some of her favorite things in Los Angeles. So there will be a whole bunch of surprises. But first, we would like to do a shout out to one of our listeners who left us a review. Uh, The listener is Benita Alyssa A, who left us a review on December 13th, 2020. She called the show a fun mix of factual content, personal stories, and jokes. I think that uh, that's a pretty good description of the show. Yeah. And uh, she says that she doesn't have a particular interest in L.A., but it's fun hearing about how a person learns about their city, its culture, its history, and how they fit into the picture. And she called us delightful. Oh, thank you, Alyssa. Thank you, Alyssa. That was really sweet. Yes, Please leave these reviews. Every time we get a review, it's like a warm hug that we're not allowed to have right now because we have to stay six feet apart. (laughs) Give us a little serotonin boost and we'll give you a serotonin boost with a shout out right back to you. Yes. So thank you so much, Benita Alyssa A. Kelsey, are you ready for some questions? I'm ready. And I just want people to know that though Natalia is asking me lots of questions that she's prepared, I will be turning the tables on her and asking her those same questions right back so we can hear (laughs) her favorites as well. Mm -hmm. And I did not prepare my answers. (laughs) No, I didn't. Well, obviously, I didn't prepare my answers. But you prepared the questions, questioner. Yes, I did. Go ahead. All right. Here we go. So, Kelsey... What spot in L.A. are you most looking forward to visiting after the pandemic? It's not even really L.A. specific, but God, I miss movie theaters so Mm. much. And our main movie theater was the Arclight in Sherman Oaks, which I know is not the cool Hollywood Arclight. But it's still nice because it's not usually as busy as the Hollywood Mm. Arclight. And they still always have like costumes or props or different things from the films that are either playing or about to play in the theater and it just it was a really nice routine date night that my husband and I always looked forward to doing we've loved movies you know our entire lives but our entire relationship has really been built around going to the movies together so that's somewhere that I really am looking forward to going back to being able to sit in a closed room in the dark and not have anxiety of contracting a deadly virus. I mean, that just sounds heavenly. 
just sounds heavenly. It does. What about you? I think that I'm really looking forward to visiting the Second City Hollywood again because (laughs) I've I've spent so much of my life in LA at that school. For people who don't know, the Second City Hollywood is a school that's a branch of the Second City in Chicago. That's an improv, sketch comedy, and writing school. It's all around all things comedy. And I've spent a lot of my life there. I did their whole conservatory program. I've been in shows there. And uh, it's been a long time away, so I think I'm looking forward to uh, being able to perform there again and watch shows there. Yeah. So next question, Kelsey, I know that you love self-care. You're a bit of a (laughs) self-care expert. Where is your favorite spot for self-care in Los Angeles? Ooh. So this may not seem like traditional self-care in the sense of um, like getting your nails done or whatever has been popularized by Instagram influencers. But my favorite place for self-care is the Huntington, which Mm -hmm. isn't technically in Los Angeles, but it's really close by. It's in Pasadena and it's these gardens and it's also has museums, but it was owned by a man whose last name was Huntington way, way, way back when the area was just being developed and he was just this wealthy man that had this entire estate and they've maintained them and kept them up and they're open to the public. There is a fee and you do have to buy membership if you want to go regularly and not have to pay a fee every time you enter. But it's, it's like you don't even live in Southern California. There's so many different places that are so gorgeous. There's a Japanese garden. There's a Chinese garden. There's Australian like outback desert. There's more forested kind of rainforest jungly areas. Like it's just incredible. And it's the only place in LA I've been able to go and be in the middle of surrounded by nature and not hear traffic or planes, mm-hmm. or helicopters, or even other people. Like, I've legit gone there and just lay down on the grass and just closed my eyes and just heard wildlife and, like, a bubbling brook going by. And it is it is one of the best things I can do for my mental health is just be in nature again. So, yeah, yeah. that's my favorite self-care place. And aren't you a member? Oh, I am a member, yeah. Leo and I mm-hmm. have a couple's membership or a family membership, I think is what it's called. Oh, couple's. A couple's membership. (laughs) When they finally open up again, they also have some really amazing art pieces and just looking Mm -hmm. at art and having nature. And they have a ton of delicious tea. I had high tea there on my birthday when the numbers weren't as high and they had everybody separated out and social distance. And it's the only like outside of my place eating in a public place that I've done since the pandemic started. And it was just so incredible. Like, even though the high tea was in paper cuts and not in the Shakespearean Rose Garden, which they have that too, it was still just incredible. It's uh, it's one of my favorite places in the area. Yeah. And it's been a filming location many times. Oh, yeah. Too. It's it's in a ton of stuff. Like, if you've watched The Good Place, you've seen The Huntington because basically their version of heaven is The Huntington. Anywhere when they're out in the gardens or walking over the Zen Bridge or anything, that's all The Huntington. It's just incredible, which is how I found out about it. And I was like, I want to go there. It looks amazing. Mm-hmm. What about you for self-care? How do you maintain your self-care in Los Angeles? <laughs> I actually think one of my biggest self-care things is getting my eyebrows done. That's great. I've missed it a lot. For for anyone <laughs> else who's like a thick eyebrow girl, 
I mean, I have I have naturally very thick eyebrows. If I did nothing to my eyebrows, I would totally have a unibrow. I, I'm <laughs> such a Frida Kahlo situation. In LA, there are a lot of really tiny, independently owned eyebrow threading places. Some of them even are as cheap as like $5. A lot of them are owned by immigrants. A lot of them, especially I've found, are owned by people of Middle Eastern descent. And I've found pretty much every time that you go to like a mom and pop eyebrow threading place, especially if they're owned by immigrants of Middle Eastern descent, it's going to be really good. And um, Mm. I trust the mom and pop places way more than I trust the fancy places. Mm -hmm. And before the pandemic, I got my eyebrows done about every two weeks. Oh, wow. And I haven't gotten them done since last February. But I, I just feel so much better about myself when I get my eyebrows done. People with thin eyebrows have no idea what it's like, but yeah. it's uh, it changes my life, and I, I miss it a lot. So you prefer threading over waxing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because um, threading is a lot less likely to pull your skin off. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, that's... I think your eyebrows look great. Like, I don't think they're overwhelming, but that's totally legit for a self-care thing where you just yeah. feel like, oh, and And, like, face. the hairs on my eyebrows grow really long if they aren't trimmed. And, like, when you go to the oh, eyebrow really? threading place, like, they trim them and stuff, too. And I don't know how mm. to do any of that myself. And the average person might look at me right now and be like, oh, you look fine, but... I know that they look different right now. And right, right. I'm very much looking forward to getting my eyebrows done. <laughs> That's stop number two after Second City. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I have a favorite spot that's on Melrose. Ooh. It's very, very close to Larchmont. It's incredibly cheap. Like they write down the names of all the clients in a spiral notebook. That's how cheap it is. <laughs> but, oh, that's um, awesome. They, they always do a really good job. They've... They've always made me really happy. I think that they're definitely a place that anyone who wants to get their eyebrows threaded, uh, they should go there. And they rarely have a long line, too. At least they didn't pre-pandemic times. So next question, Kelsey. I think you're going to love this one. Where is your favorite place to take visitors to L.A.? Hmm. It depends on the visitor. Mm -hmm. But... If it's my mom, the first few years that we lived here, like I kind of covered all the big L.A. things like we've taken her down to Hollywood Boulevard. But specifically, I try to find times where there's something unique about L.A. happening. So what was really fun was taking her to Hollywood Boulevard when they were setting up for the Oscars because they shut down so much of the street. But you can still wander around and see them erecting these, like, you know, 25-foot-tall Oscar statues. And they have the gold chains that hangs kind of like in a triangle formation above the Dolby Theater. And it's just really fun and really special. And what was fun, too, is we saw people walking out that had famous people's names on a like laminated sheet of paper hanging around their neck like a like a dentist bib but they're the people who are the the sitting stand-ins as they mm. figure out the camera formation and you don't think about celebrity stand-ins but yeah they have to think of everything when they're putting on that big of a production with millions of people watching so that's really fun mm-hmm. and kind of in the same 
Well, actually, literally in the same area, I really love to take visitors if it lines up in time and we can get tickets to a taping of a talk show, particularly Conan or Jimmy Kimmel, because I think they they do kind of the best talk show in town and they're really, really fun. And I've taken my mom to both of those, too. Yeah, yeah. I love that. When I was working as a tour guide, I was always recommending that people go sit in the audience at one of those shows. It's so fun. Mm -hmm. It's so much fun. And it's usually free. (laughs) What about you? Where do you like to take visitors? Well, I was a tour guide taking people on bus tours, so I kind of took people all over Los Angeles. (laughs) (laughs) It was your job. It was literally my job (laughs) to take visitors around LA. But um, when I was doing tours, I think probably my favorite place to take people around was actually Rodeo Drive. I don't really like visiting Rodeo Drive that much myself because I personally don't get the point that much. I don't love luxury brands. I don't love high fashion. But (laughs) I loved just seeing the way that people would light up whenever they saw Rodeo Drive and they were like, oh, I recognize it from Pretty Woman. That's where she went shopping. Or they were like, that's the spot where she was in Clueless. Oh, look at those steps. Look at that fountain. Look, there's Louis Vuitton and Cartier. Like people just got really excited. And it was yeah. it was so decorated for Christmas. And I used to do this thing where I would like really build it up to Rodeo Drive because like it was it was right by this spot that always took a long time to drive through. And so I'd mm-hmm. like build up Rodeo Drive that whole time. And so I'd be like, it's coming, <laughs> it's coming. Look everyone to the right. There's Rodeo Drive. Like it just was it was really fun to show. Plus, also, like, there's not as much, like, historical architecture and stuff to show in L.A. as there is in, like, some other cities. So that was one place that, like, everybody recognizes. That's so fun. I would not have expected that answer from you at all. But that totally makes sense. Yeah, it's not me, but I enjoyed that part of my tour. Yeah. You even took my mom and me and Leo on a on a tour, too, mm-hmm. and that was really fun. Thank you. She was an excellent tour guide. If you ever had her, consider yourself lucky. Thank you so much. I won I won an award for I think it was best smile <laughs> for the tour oh, really? company because I always smiled a oh, lot on my tour. Oh, that's so sweet. You do. You I mean you're great at it. You have Thank a great you. smile. Thank you. But I'd like to think of this podcast as being a little bit like the tour in in safer at home. Where is your favorite potential first date spot in LA? So if you were going to go on a first date with someone, where do you think would be the best spot? Hmm. Well, I'm going to steal what my friend's first date in LA Mm -hmm. was because I think it's a really smart, really cute thing. And I don't think she'll mind going to Griffith Park at night under the stars. Mm. Just take a picnic blanket, have a picnic under the stars, see the sun kind of go down over L.A. You can see so much of Los Angeles, pretty much the entire span of Los Angeles from the Griffith Park Observatory. Yeah, so my friend, actually, her now husband took her there and she thought they were just friends hanging out. And then as he like set out the picnic blanket and they were there under the stars, she was texting another friend like, I think this is a date. I'm pretty sure he planned this as a date. (laughs) And, you know, 
they ended up together. They got married. So it's a, a proven first date approved, especially if you don't have a lot of money. Like yeah. I know a lot of people move to Los Angeles without having a ton of cash. You don't have to impress somebody by spending a ton at a restaurant. You can go somewhere like the observatory mm-hmm. and just have a nice little romantic evening under the stars. I like that. I think that is very romantic. I feel like I wouldn't want to do that with a total stranger. <laughs> like, probably need a little base of friendship before. <laughs> right. I mean, it is a pretty public place. That's true. What about you? You've actually been on first dates in Los Angeles. Yeah. So you have a better... Like over five years ago. <laughs> well, well, yeah, okay. Close to five years ago. I mean, there's so many options. But I think that if if you meet at work... Mm-hmm. Which I I met Nate at work. So we had already mm-hmm. had a lot of chances to talk. So like our first date was at a bar. Oh, yeah. If you don't know each other as well, I would, I would think that you would want to do something that requires a lot of talking. So mm-hmm. I, I kind of think that it would be fun to go to like LA County Museum of Art or something like that. Because I feel like you can tell a lot about uh, – about a person by how they feel in a museum and like what they comment mm-hmm. on and stuff. Like every piece in the museum is a conversation starter. So. Absolutely. That's a great idea. I feel like that could be an interesting uh, first date spot. Yeah. You can find out a lot about a person depending mm-hmm. on how they react to different art pieces. Or or any of the like more science museums too. Like I can see uh, the California Science Center being a really neat place. Oh yeah. To go on a first date that too. That would be fun. Yeah, I love the California Science Center. Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah. Same with the Natural History Museum. All those all those exposition oh, yeah. park museums are so fun. I recommend any Definitely. of those for first dates. So our next question is where's your favorite place to relax in LA? Not necessarily self-care, but relaxing. Pasty as my skin is, I really, really do love the beach. And Mm -hmm. I really love uh, Malibu. And you can find, again, that's kind of outside of Los Angeles, but not too far. The the beaches that are attached to the city of Los Angeles tend to be really overcrowded. Mm -hmm. So I like to go just a tiny bit farther north of Santa Monica up to Malibu and up to Zuma Beach which I've talked about before. I mean, I Zuma Beach is my Malibu. Uh, uh, get it? <laughs> twenty twenty pun. Anyway, well, we got one of those like crazy tent things that you see on the beach. I never saw these until I moved to California because you know Washington and Oregon beaches. If there's sun out, you're just absorbing every bit of vitamin D you can possibly get because it's just a glorious like rare moment. But when we moved here, I saw people had these open tent things where you can lie on the beach for a long time but not necessarily be in the sun the entire time so you're not reapplying sunscreen every like five minutes and so being able to go to the beach lie there just hear the ocean oh it's it's my favorite place to relax and then I can walk along the beach get into the water a little bit come back and lie down maybe read a book that's my favorite place to relax in Los Mm -hmm. Angeles for sure What about you? I enjoy walking through the Larchmont Village area. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty close to where I live. It's this uh, really cute little small town feeling area in uh, sort of the East Hollywood area close to Beverly Boulevard. And it it just has kind of a non-urban feel. They usually do farmer's markets, lots of cute little restaurants. I like to just walk through there and pretend I'm rich because that's like a rich people area to hang out. Yeah, yeah. 
Definitely. Definitely. Some pretty Victorian mansions over yeah, there. Yeah, I enjoy walking by all those houses over there. So I just walk through and I pretend I live there. Now, we just did a nutrition episode. We did. But I'm curious, Kelsey, what is your favorite grocery store in LA? And you can think outside the box. Mm, yeah. This one's a little tougher because I I mostly go to chains. Like, I don't mm-hmm. go to a lot of independent grocery stores, and I would like to. Mm-hmm. I mean, right now, that's just not a reality for me. But, I mean, if I'm going to be totally honest, I'm just a Trader Joe's girl. Like, mm-hmm. I know that they're national. It's not really a Los Angeles-specific one. Yeah, but but I'm sure that they're a little different from city to city. Yeah, I think they are. Mm-hmm. I do appreciate too in every neighborhood that they're in, their murals. Mm-hmm. If you if you're in a tra- if you've been to Trader Joe's a bunch and you've never looked up above all the food products that you can't wait to consume, they have murals of the area and usually they're done by Trader Joe's employees. I know in Portland there was a Trader Joe employee who did all of them in the Portland area. And so it's really fun to see the different style of art. And if it's like in a college town, they'll have a fun like college campus painting. In Vancouver, they have one painted of the historical Vancouver houses, the the Grant House on Officers Row or Fort Vancouver. And in Studio City, they definitely have a lot of studio movie production type stuff. But they even have like paintings of like the old studios that don't exist on Ventura Boulevard anymore, but that used to be there, mm-hmm. which is really fun. So Trader Joe's, I just love that they have so many different options. They have slightly better for you, you know, junk food. <laughs> like not better for you isn't the right way to put it. Not as bad for you <laughs> junk food. <laughs> also, I really love to get their mini rose bushes. Like I just I'm just I just love a Trader Joe's. What about you? I would probably go with Trader Joe's as well. Um, there's a grocery store I do really enjoy going in, even though I've never bought anything there. (laughs) But I like to go Mm -hmm. in just like to be amused. It's called Erewhon. Have you ever been there? (laughs) (laughs) I've heard so much about it, though. This place is just ridiculous. If you've ever seen You Season 2, I'm pretty sure that the grocery store he works in is based on Erewhon, but it's this like super pretentious, over-the-top, fancy grocery store with like like all these items that are like five times as expensive as they would be at a normal grocery store. (laughs) Like uh, just everything is supposed to be really healthy, but it's so expensive that it's disgusting. And it's so funny to go in and just like see who's there. (laughs) And like during the pandemic, when there were all these paparazzi shots of Miley Cyrus, there was, I remember I saw a picture once that was a picture of her leaving the grocery store and she was at Erewhon and had like a bunch of bags of groceries. And I was like, that's how rich you are. You bought bags of shit from Erewhon. <laughs> like, I just I just find those kinds of places really funny. It's just like a, a sum of all the L.A. stereotypes in one. <laughs> pretty much. 
pretty much. Oh, you know, okay. So I just thought of this as you were talking about Erewhon. So one place I haven't been, but I've been wanting to go there ever since I just saw its existence is Laurel Canyon Country Store. What is that? I don't think I've heard Have of it. Have you ever seen this place? It's on Laurel Canyon. It's right at the bottom of the hill after you make it over from the valley uh, and start getting into West Hollywood. And it literally looks like a country store that I've seen in the Northwest. They're everywhere. Like anytime you go kind of out farther into the woods, you'll see something off the beaten path when the highway turns more into like a two lane road. There's all these country stores and they're so fun to go into. And this one is painted really brightly. Like it has like all these hippie vibes to it. It has brightly painted daisies and hearts. And there's a little coffee stand called Lily's Love Cafe. And apparently Jim Morrison wrote a song about it. Like he lived just up the road from it. I guess his song Love Street is about it because you drive by it going so fast on the Royal Canyon. You're just trying to get through the windy road and make it out on the other side. But I've seen it twice and I've never like had enough presence of mind to slow down. There's nowhere to turn around. So sometime when it's safe, I'm going to go out there and go there. I know they have food, but it's just a little, it's like a independent, like quickie mart, but with like some healthier food options and stuff. It's just so fun looking. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely sounds really neat. I wouldn't be surprised if I've driven by it a bunch of times and just had no idea it was there. I'm sure you have. Yeah. I'm sure everybody has and like barely noticed it, but I've just always been like, what is that? And then mm-hmm. oh, I got to focus on the road. <laughs> yep. And speaking of focusing on the road, I would love to know, what is your favorite scenic drive in L.A.? Hmm. It can be hard to find scenic drives in L.A. just because driving is so stressful, but there definitely are a lot of scenic drives. I think... I really like kind of doing what you were talking about, like walking through and looking at all these unique homes. Sometimes Leo and I will just intentionally get lost in a neighborhood in Los Angeles just to see what houses are around. Like, Because you'll find these little pockets of really unique architecture that you can kind of guess the time of a year that they were built or when the neighborhood was developed. But what's really interesting about LA that's in a lot of these older neighborhoods, it seemed like everybody was trying to one up each other on having the most unique looking house. So sometimes you'll see this like triangle mansion and you're like, what was going on Mm -hmm. there? And it'll be next to like a Tudor style, like German Bavarian mansion. And so I think Los Feliz neighborhood, there's a lot of really fun houses, particularly the houses driving up into Griffith Park. There's a lot of really fun ones there. And then honestly, just when you get up to the top of Griffith Park, even if you're not going to the observatory, that's a really fun scenic drive too, because you can see a lot of the skyline of LA and different pockets of neighborhoods just like from way high up. And it's it's nice to remember that that all exists still when you're down on the ground, kind of stuck in your apartment for so long. Yeah, I like that a lot. Um, I like I like the um, from above like hills kinds of scenic drives too. Oh man, yeah, yeah. I've taken a number of people on um, Mulholland Drive. Oh yeah, like just driving. Up those hills, you can see the L.A. Basin on one side and the valley on the other, and you go by a bunch Mm -hmm. of fancy houses and stuff. I've taken a number of people up there. I don't want to drive up there myself, though. I was just going to (laughs) say, that sounds kind of like your nightmare when you have anxiety (laughs) over driving. Yeah, I get get mad anxiety over driving, which is 
kind of sucks because I live in LA, which is a really stressful place to drive. <laughs> so I, I yeah. tend to try to minimize my driving. But but when I, I've gone up there with other people when they're visiting, but like they're driving the car. <laughs> I don't get that stressed out when I drive, but Maholan Drive stresses me out mm-hmm. for sure. And I think it's because it depends on the type of car you drive. Like if you have a car that's a little higher up, like a van, it and you don't take corners quite as well, then you start to understand why everybody has Porsches and Maseratis around Mm -hmm. here because they're whipping through those canyon roads and taking corners like they're nothing. But Maholland has like so many hairpin turns. So we're going to switch gears a little bit. Uh, Have a couple of food and drink focus questions here. All right. So Kelsey. Yes, Natalia. Yes. What is your favorite dessert in L.A.? Really, I, I don't know that I have a favorite dessert place. I haven't gone to a lot of fancy restaurants and ordered dessert. I tend to be, I think I even mentioned this in the food episode, I tend to be the kind of person being like, let's eat the expensive food and then go get some really good quality ice cream. Mm-hmm. So, oh, McConnell's just brought back the Earl Grey biscuit tea, which I need to go get a pint of that. That's probably my favorite dessert in LA right now. You gotta go get a pint. It comes in pints. Oh, I'm getting one. <laughs> I just love me. I love me some good quality ice cream with like a made on site waffle cone or the Paris or the opera cake from from Porto's is so delicious. It's the kind of like desserts that I would never bake myself because that's so much labor where you're doing like all these tiny different layers of like chocolate and cream and mascarpone or whatever like they're putting into it. So yeah, those are definitely my my go to desserts in in Los Angeles. Excellent. What what are your what's what's your sweet tooth saying to you in L.A.? Ah, uh, so I like to make a lot of my own desserts. You do, yeah. <laughs> so, um, oh man, I enjoy going to Yogurtland. It's a chain, <laughs> but I I enjoy that self service girl frozen yogurt. When this pandemic is over, I'm taking you to get some some good quality ice cream at McConnell's and I'm gonna I'm gonna open your taste buds you, to a whole new world. You think I don't I don't have good quality ice cream? <laughs> <laughs> yogurt land. Come on. I mean, like fine. If you like frozen yogurt, all right, but I am definitely an ice cream snob. And <laughs> don't worry about the black ice cream. I'm never going to make you get that. It's not <laughs> worth it. We are going to have an ice cream date. An ice cream date. All right. Yes. Sounds, sounds like a plan. <laughs> so next, Kelsey, what is your favorite beverage in L.A.? Ooh. Our friend Yasmin introduced me to the chai tea latte at the bourgeois pig cafe in los Feliz, and they do a really really good job with that and they have really awesome alternative milks that they make in-house i haven't tried it with their oat milk yet but that's something that i would absolutely love to get to try unfortunately I had to stop drinking alcohol before moving to Los Angeles, so I have not been able to have any of the curated cocktails that are available all over the city. But um, yeah, if you if you are like me and you like yourself some chai tea, go to the Bourgeois Pig and get yourself a chai tea latte. All right. What about you? What's your favorite drink? If I'm just going to pick one off the top of my head, I would say I really enjoy the Wolf Pup Session IPA at Golden Road, which is a Mm. brewery located near Glendale. I think that is a very good beer. 
Yeah, you like that? I was never an IPA person. It's too happy for me. Golden Road is just a really fun place mm. anyway. Yeah, they have good food. They have good food. I enjoy that spot. And speaking of spots we enjoy, Kelsey, <laughs> what is your favorite cafe or coffee shop in L.A.? Well, I already dropped it. The Bourgeois Pig. You'd consider that your favorite. Yeah, I would. I really would. It reminds me so much of Seattle or Portland independent mm -hmm. coffee shops, particularly ones that you could find like out on the coast, too. It's so cozy inside. Like you don't even know you're in like one of the hottest places in America during the year. They have this back room that's all dimly lit that has like these forested trees and the the ceiling of it is just like illuminated by sparkly twinkly lights and so you can feel like you're just drinking your 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 chai latte in a forest away from the insanity of this city and they have a little pool table and they have different levels and it has like all antique you know, furniture that I'm sure has just been like thrifted. And it's just, it feels very homey to me. It feels exactly like the coffee shops that I was attracted to in my college days, even in my high school days, because there's so many of them in the Northwest that I just feel right at home when I step in there. And the baristas are so friendly. They're so friendly. They want to talk to you. And it makes me so happy. Nobody ever wants to talk to me in service <laughs> positions here. <laughs> Um, but yeah, Bourgeois Pig, all the way. Love that place. I like that. Well, just being honest, I don't really go to cafes or coffee shops. I don't like coffee, <laughs> but um, yeah. I have gone to a place on Larchmont called Bricks and Scones a number of times that oh, I think yeah. has a nice vibe, and it they have a nice uh, seating area in the front, and they have some delicious scones and breakfast items and stuff. I think that place is pretty cool. So next question, switching gears yes. a bit. What is your favorite historical building in L.A.? Oh, City Hall. Los Angeles City Hall is a really, really cool building. It's very uniquely shaped and it's you can see where they've had to rebuild and repair things because there's different color stones, kind of like the Washington Monument where I got my first SAG voucher, we filmed in front of it because they were doubling it as the Capitol building for Kong Skull Island. So I, my first introduction to it, like I had no idea it existed. I'd only been in LA a couple of months and suddenly this giant, tall, white, angular building just comes into view. And I'm like, oh, this is where we're filming. I had no idea. I thought we were doing everything in front of a blue screen. So it was really fun to just kind of be introduced to L.A. through the reason why I came there, like see some more L.A. history uh, while filming in a movie. So that's one of my favorite historical buildings for sure. That's cool. What about you, history nerd? Um, I think that my favorites are probably um, some of the the historical theaters in Hollywood. Oh, yeah. I really love the Chinese theater. I think it's super iconic. Mm -hmm. There's so much history there. Of course, you know, you go there to see all the handprints out front. But even if you go inside the theater, it's just so, so beautiful. It's so yeah. decorated there's all the paintings everywhere there's stuff all over the ceilings it's unlike any other movie theater i've ever visited it's really really neat and then of course you have the egyptian theater it's just really neat because you know the the egyptian theater it's 
It's like a, a pseudo-Egyptian theme, just like the Chinese theater. It's not authentic Chinese architecture right. whatsoever. Neither are right. authentic. They're both totally <laughs> appropriating cultures, but it Absolutely. both give you such an old Hollywood glamour feel that it's it's just really neat yeah. to see them in person. Absolutely. I agree. It's really fun to see those buildings and what they've represented mm-hmm. over the years for Hollywood and for Los Angeles. Yeah. Yeah. So I loved pointing them out on my tours, you know. I I made a big deal about them on my tours. And I encouraged everyone to uh, walk over and see them more up close. Yeah. Yeah. So now, Kelsey, I'd like to know, where is your favorite view in L.A.? I really, really like the view from the Getty. Mm, That Um, is a good one. When you're up at the museum and what's great about the getty too is that it's it's free to get in you do have to pay for parking and there's not really a way to just like i mean you could potentially walk there but man it would be a chore um so you pay for parking which is like i think 20 dollars or so and um it's up on this really really big hill it's on the west side of the 405 that separates the san fernando valley from you know, the central valley of Los Angeles, you can see all the way to the mountains to the left and then all the way to the ocean. So it's one of like the most scenic places other than the Griffith Observatory that you can see all throughout Los Angeles. And I remember standing out there and just staring for such a long time. And I was like, wow, I live in such a giant city. And I'm like, and I don't even live in this part that I'm looking at. I live behind us. <laughs> yeah, it's just a really fun view. Mm-hmm. I think my favorite's Griffith Observatory. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's a really good one, too. Mm-hmm. And of course, since watching BoJack Horseman, you know, it. oh, yeah, <laughs> it makes me think of BoJack Horseman now <laughs> whenever I go over there. Yeah. But so much has been That's filmed funny. over there or has been uh, portrayed in animation in the case of BoJack. But I really, really And you know like what else view. has been filmed there? La La Land. La La Land. Yeah. And that's where they have a dream ballet where they dance amongst the stars. <laughs> and it is romantic and magical. How did they get in? How did they get in? Did they break in? Did... Did Ryan Gosling's character have a lockpick? You do a lot of crazy things for love, Natalia, and we should just appreciate these two lovebirds breaking and entering to the Griffith Observatory. Mm, they only wanted to float among the stars. I don't know if I can support all the things people do for love. Jamie Lannister pushed a child out the window. <laughs> you think what they had was love? <laughs> he literally said the things we do for love, or the things I do for love. Okay, I think they had an incredibly unhealthy, <laughs> incestuous relationship. And if you're totally lost, we're talking about Game of Thrones now. But I probably seventy percent of our listeners are like, yeah, we we know Game we of know. Thrones is a is a <laughs> television show that is a large part of the cultural zeitgeist. Zeitgeist. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. That word is just really fun to say it is i i would oh. love to pepper it into my everyday conversation <laughs> so kelsey i was very yes. excited about this question if you had to pick a favorite freeway in los angeles which one would it be <laughs> a favorite freeway <laughs> well 
there's this one in La La Land that's really cool. No, um, so that one is actually pretty fun to drive over it because it does give you a really neat view of the city. I don't even remember which one it is. I don't. Is that the one? I think that something? one might be the 105. Maybe the one I don't ever take it. Like mm-hmm. it's one of the rando freeways that no one takes. <laughs> right, exactly. It's in a weird spot, but it does have an incredible view of the city from the top of that little arc. Um, you know, I probably the 101 that like switches into the PCH because it's really fun to just drive along the ocean. Like you kind of get gummed up once you get into Santa Monica on Ocean Avenue and it all kind of blends together. But it's been my dream to to drive up and down the one PCH slash 101 all the way up and down the West Coast because I think it would be so fun to just watch the ocean and the terrain change. So whenever I'm on the 101 and I see signs that say like this way to the beach, it always makes me a little happy, even if I'm not going to the beach. So I'd say the 101 probably sparks the most joy out of all of the abysmal freeway experiences. (laughs) I think I would pick the 101 too. Yeah. Yeah. I I also really like the view the 101 has of Hollywood. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It goes... It has a really, really great view of Hollywood. That's true. Well, and, you know, it's the one I take the most, I would say. That and Mm -hmm. the... Me too, actually. Yeah, which is funny because we live, you know, farther apart. But it, yeah, it goes through the city in such a unique way. It's Mm -hmm. like not something you would necessarily expect. It's a really cool, it's a really cool freeway. Yeah, I bet you weren't expecting that question. I wasn't. (laughs) I wasn't expecting it. So where is your favorite place for celebrity sightings in LA? Huh, you know... Probably it's going to be the same as the place I'm looking forward to the most uh, to go back to is the Sherman Oaks Arc Light. That's where I've seen the most like celebrities out in the wild. And usually they're just way more chill, like they're keeping a lower profile, but they're also not going to be super pissed if you approach them. And I'll sometimes I'll do the the wave and pass like I, I'll keep walking and just be like we really love your work I don't want to bother you and then like just keep moving Seth Green was there when the finale of the Avengers premiere was playing and so I saw him talking to a guy and I was a complete I completely fangirled all over him and I was just like oh my gosh I'm such a huge fan and he was like oh thank you and I was like have you seen it yet and it, so it he was super nice and super generous, and I didn't even acknowledge his friends. So it was kind of a dick move on my part. But, you know, like somebody that you've known your whole childhood, it's hard It's hard to keep your wits about you. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, that's that's where I've seen celebrities that have just been pretty chill and pretty cool. And it's fun to see, you know, they're just like us. Mm-hmm. They go to the movies, too. The Sherman Oaks Arclight is probably my favorite place, too to see celebrities because then you can you also have something to talk about like if especially if you're coming out of the same movie theater you know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. what about you what is your favorite well celebrity sighting i think i think i've mentioned this on the podcast before i don't enjoy celebrity sightings for the most part because i feel Mm -hmm. like i'm invading people's personal space i never talk to famous people ever unless i like have to for work (laughs) i just it makes me feel weird yeah it was very awkward when I had to help wrangle Channing Tatum for a shoot once. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I I think my favorite is when I'm working on set or when I'm working on a studio lot. And by far my favorite studio is Warner Brothers. 
So oh, yeah, I would so say fun. there. I love the Warner Brothers studio a lot. Highly recommend that in the after times, folks in LA or who are visiting LA take their studio tour because that lot mm-hmm. is magical. It's so magical. It has so much history and it's so huge. Mm-hmm. You don't even think about how big it could be. But yeah, it's... I feel like that's almost cheating, though, because you're, like, going somewhere where they're working. Yeah, but I don't want to see them when they're not working. No. (laughs) Well, I know you don't want to bug them. Yeah. But, like, say Rachel Bloom was in front of you at the grocery store. I would go as far away from her as possible. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to bug her. (laughs) I know. I know you don't. But you can also just be a person like, I'd say the grocery store is also a really fun place to see celebrities because you don't necessarily think they're going to be there. But, yeah, they also have to shop. Yeah. You know, and I, I haven't approached them at the grocery store. I think when I've seen them there, I've always kept my distance because, like, that's a chore you're mm-hmm. you're running. But if you're, like, at a movie theater, I feel like that's a little bit more like, you know, you're out in the public. You're doing whatever. But, um Leo, when he was shopping for my birthday one year, saw uh, Joaquin Phoenix shopping at the grocery store near us. And like all these people were surrounding him because Joker had just come out. Mm. And so everybody and I he like stopped to talk to everyone. He said he was really cool and really nice to everyone. Anyway, but Leo will never approach them either. He's he's like you. He's like, I don't want to bug them. I feel anxious about it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm just going to say hi for a second and then leave. Like, I don't ever get pictures or anything. If we like had that, like but... a reason to talk, I would do it. But like, I, yeah. I'm not going to go up to someone just because I enjoy them <laughs> or enjoy their work or yeah. whatever. But to yeah. each their own. So actually, on a very similar topic, Kelsey, I would like to know where is your favorite place in L.A. for people watching? Hmm. It's the thing about L.A. is that you don't really even necessarily have to go anywhere to people watch. Like I like it's it's just happening around you constantly. So I have I've never had like a dedicated place where I've been like, oh, this will be a fun place to just watch people like it. Every time I go on a walk in the morning and if Leo's like not in a meeting, I will be like, all right, do you want the morning report? And I'll just tell him what's going on in our block because there's always something happening. (laughs) I would say the grocery store is is a kind of a fun place because it's really interesting to see the variety of people going in to get stuff like I you'll see a lot of people who are just trying to get crafty like they're running off early in the morning to like get all of the the food they need and they're like kind of shaking down the produce guy to be like when are the organic bananas going to get in because I need them I need like 50. Kelsey can you <laughs> like, explain what crafty is for anyone who's not in the film oh, industry? Sure. <laughs> right. So Crafty is kind of the cutesy name for craft services where it has snacks and uh, little bites available for people just kind of waiting around to be on set. Typically in like low budget features, like the stereotype is like you always have some red vines and you always have some Nature Valley granola bars and like or it's apples (laughs) um, and donuts. Or apples and donuts, like that's another <laughs> really popular one. And like really terrible coffee. I don't drink coffee, but that's what everybody tells me. And if you want tea, if you're lucky, they'll have tea. And if you're lucky, there'll be hot water too at the same place. <laughs> yeah, so there's there's a lot of food craft services people who have to set up these crafties every morning. They have to get there before the actors, before the crew to get all the food ready to go for so people can just grab a banana for breakfast or what have you. 
yeah, we I live near most of the major studios, so they're always running into the grocery stores nearby and getting last minute things if they don't have them. If you go to a place that has like Trader Joe's crafty, then you know you're working on a luxe production. Mm-hmm. Like that's when you know you've scored. And that I always get super excited when I see like some some TJ's peanut butter pretzels, mm-hmm. you know. I will say though that right now because of the pandemic, um I have been on set a few times during the pandemic. Yeah. Craft services is working very differently right now. I bet it is. Than how it was in the before times. Now you can't serve yourself anymore and you have to order at the craft services area. Oh, really? Uh-huh. And everything's individually packaged now. Every, all, everything yeah. food related is different. Pretty much everything on set is different now from how it yeah. was in the before times. I got some more questions. I'm very curious. Lots of questions. Very curious about this one. Where is your favorite LA shopping mall or place to go shopping? So my favorite place to go shopping is the Century City Westfield. I know that that place is like the flagship location, so they're always trying new things at that mall. So they have events and things going on in the center of it all the time. Like at Christmas time, they have like a little train that's there that blows bubbles out of like the steam pipe and they have like snow that falls every hour and like Santa's village is right in the middle of it. And it's all outdoors because it's California and you can do that here. And they have storefronts for products that I would normally just have to buy online and just see if I like it. I don't know if you've heard of Me Undies. But it's an underwear that's basically advertised on most podcasts. Maybe one day they'll be our sponsor. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say that's the podcast underwear, isn't it? It's the podcast <laughs> underwear. And yeah, I'm absolutely obsessed with it. So MeUndies, please sponsor us. Absolutely. We'll give you a shout out. Um, but they have a they have a storefront there and it's their only storefront mm. like anywhere. So I could actually go in and feel and see what my size might be. So, and they have different experiences, like they have like a 3D. We I haven't done it, but it's it's just interesting to know that like all the new things that are kind of coming out and they're testing the market, you can see them there. So if you like to kind of poke around and not have to spend money, like when the workout mirror, I don't even know what that is called, but you know what I'm talking about? Like the Oh, that big. <laughs> Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, the full-length mirror, before I even heard of that, they had a shop for it there. And I was like, who is this for? Oh, wait, I forgot. I'm in the edge of Beverly Hills. Mm -hmm. This is for, like, everybody in Beverly Hills. It is not for me. No, it's not for me either. Um, But there's, like, a Peloton store, too. But then, like, it's everything from that to MeUndies. And then their food court is actually really amazing. They have a Brazilian restaurant there that has delicious options. Yeah, so I'm a big fan of that place as far as shopping. And then I'm, you know, you can take the girl out of the suburbia, but you can't take the suburbia out of the girl. So I I do enjoy a good mall that has, like, an American Eagle, but also other independent stores. Mm-hmm. What about you? I know you're not a huge shopper. I hate shopping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, a lot of my clothes are your hand-me-downs. So I know. <laughs> I, I've like only bought clothes in the last year on Amazon. So I'm, yeah. I'm not a big shopper. I briefly worked at the Grove. I think that they're very mm-hmm. charming with the stuff they do for Christmas. They had like Mm-hmm. musical performances and Santa's house where the elves are on iPads and it snowed every night and stuff. Oh. I mean, that was all charming. 
I don't I think the gross kind of overrated because it's it's kind of small. There's really not it that really many small. stores and I'm not going to buy anything at any of those stores. Um the farmers market attached to it is really fun though. Yeah, the, I like that. The farmers that. market's pretty pretty chill. There's some some good places to eat. I I usually recommend yeah. that people go there. I guess I might have to choose the Grove and Farmers Market as my favorite because, like, mm-hmm. I don't like to shop. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite thing about L.A. as a whole? Hmm. I really like L.A.'s diversity in culture, in spirit, in just design, Like, L.A. is the most diverse city I've ever been to as far as people from different, you know, cultural backgrounds to the literally the the architecture of all the buildings are so diverse. Like you like there's a bar idle hour that's in the shape of a giant wine barrel like or a beer barrel. And it's it's just so kitschy and fun and harkens back to old Hollywood kind of theme. And then. Growing up in the Pacific Northwest, it's primarily white people or people who have descended from, you know, kind of the northern European background. So I just really hadn't been introduced to so much culture and diversity until I moved to Los Angeles. And I love it so much. I love being more aware of what is happening in the world because it's representing so much more of the world than the little corner that I grew up in. So I just really love LA for its diversity. Awesome. Yeah, I think I think my favorite thing about LA as a whole is that it's a very creative city. There's so many artists yeah. of so many different types and you can easily find your your tribe, your community of other people who do the same thing as you if you're an artist yeah. of some type. I love like jumping on that like i love that people take it seriously here too Mm -hmm. it's not it's not like okay well that's a nice hobby but what are you really going to do like if you talk to someone who's doing it and they're actually doing it then yeah you all just talk about it because it's just your job like it's not it there's not as much pressure to be like well yeah but what are you really gonna do or what i mean you still get that yeah you still get it but it's not is from my experience coming from Portland, it was just like a fight to even find anything. But like here, meeting you and Yasmin, who are my best friends in the industry, it's just awesome to have a friendship with people who really care about issues in the world, but also are creative about things too. Mm-hmm. Like not completely self-involved. <laughs> I mean, we had a conversation about this like a while back where I said, thank you for being my friends and not just only wanting to talk about us losing weight to fit into whatever. And you were like, I like to talk about real things. And I'm like, I know. And mm-hmm. thank you. <laughs> and I feel like you can find those people kind of more in supply in Los Angeles. Yeah. And I mean, it's a city with a huge population. If there's... Mm-hmm. If there's roughly 10 million people here, you're probably going to find a couple good ones. Yeah. 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 Just don't give up on them. Just find them. You'll find them. Yes. There's lots and lots of places to make friends. And in the after pandemic times, as we're going back to all these places that we love so much, we're going to have opportunities to, you know, reconnect with 
with our favorite people and maybe even make some new friends. Yeah. Go back to museums, find other museum patrons. Yeah. See the you know. see the celebrities out in the wild. <laughs> That's right. All those. But don't talk to them. <laughs> I won't talk to them. <laughs> Well, thank you, Natalia, for preparing such an amazing series of questions to cover a whole bunch of Los Angeles in one episode. That was really fun. And I definitely had answers I didn't expect to just kind of come out of my brain. Yes. Improv, don't think. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yes. Yes. Thanks for listening in. Hopefully... You've learned even more fun tidbits about Los Angeles from our, our favorites. And if you have some favorites, let us know. You can always email us at angelinosintraining at gmail.com. And Angelinos is spelled A-N-G-E-L-E-N-O-S. So, yeah, anytime you want to talk to us about, our, about your favorites or if you have questions, send us a little email. Give us a little rate and review and subscribe. We'd love it. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you next time. Thank you. You are our favorites. <laughs> Just a reminder, the content of this podcast is based on our own opinions and personal experiences and may not reflect the opinions and experiences of all Angelinos. Music by Leo Jackson. Artwork by Trevor D. Richardson, edited by Kelsey Ryder, and additional research by me, Natalia Raymond. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Angelinos in Training, and on Twitter at Angelinos Pod. Want us to cover a specific topic about LA? Email us at Angelinos in Training at gmail.com. Mm-hmm.